This is Too Much Coffee with Jason and Kevin. Join us as we dive into music, movies, games, and tech. Part news, part entertainment. Grab a mug and let's start the show. Episode 16, everybody. Welcome to the show. Oh, we got a good one today. We've got an interesting one today. We're going to talk about something. I stumbled onto a great news article that kind of sent me down a rabbit hole and eventually led to the topic of today's show. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about vending machines. Now stop. Don't go anywhere. Wait, wait. Just hear me out. You're thinking, why would these guys be talking about something boring as vending machines? Well, let me tell you something. Vending machines, they are the future. I found out they're the future. And I'm going to tell you all about it today if you tune into the show. And here today to help me out with that are a couple of blokes from down under from the Unintelligent Chat Show podcast, Rob and Lloyd. Guys, thanks for coming on to the show. Thanks for coming to Too Much Coffee. Listen, we're going to get into a couple of news items. But first, would you two tell us about your show and what it's about and how it got started? Thanks for having us on the show. Obviously, uh, Rob and Lloyd uh, from the Unintelligent Chat Show podcast. Uh, we've basically been mates for ages. Uh, and then Lloyd up and married a, a Boston girl and moved there. But we ended up on a podcast and, and here we are. So we just talk about whatever comes up. <laughs> right on. So when people go to Spotify to check out the show, what can they expect to hear? We have so many different things that we find interesting and we have different interests. We figured why not just every week, whatever we stumble across that week that we think is cool, we'll bring one each to the table and then just try and break that down. We just want to have fun, maybe learn some interesting things, um, have a giggle and take something that is really interesting and intelligent and just destroy it. Just ruin it. (laughs) Very cool. I, I like the concept of that. Take take something that's interesting and bring it down to the lowest level. That we yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we hit the high sides, but ten, <laughs> tends to devolve. Excellent. Well, let's jump into these two news stories I've got before we get into our main topic. Anonymous. You guys remember Anonymous? Those hacker oh, yeah. guys? <laughs> that's uh, what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess you have to take them seriously because they do hack things. How though? Is this an anonymous like Twitter account or Facebook page? How do they make announcements without all of the like federal agencies being like, gotcha? I mean, obviously they're wearing masks and shit, (laughs) but you can say great question. Stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Who who's really in control of quote anonymous? Who's pulling their strings? I mean, the government has to know who they are. Right? They're both hilarious and terrifying. I don't know how to feel about them. Yeah. (laughs) This one is hilarious though, right? that yes the video that it is funny okay so this is related to the ukraine war which everyone is is for some reason this war has captivated uh the nate and the world i guess the nation like everybody yep. is paying attention to this thing it's become a you know people are putting their flags on their twitter accounts and stuff like that but the um the headline here says anonymous offers russian troops bitcoin bounty to surrender their tanks <laughs> great idea interesting <laughs> i I'd love to know if it worked even once, but what they, I mean, it's exactly what they say. So these guys, according to the story, who knows what's true? You can't believe anything anymore. But according to the story, these guys have been hacking Russia and they've stolen uh, a billion dollars worth of Russian currency. And they're saying, (laughs) look, any Russian guys who are out there with tanks, if you uh, surrender your tank, 
We will give you five million rubles, which is worth something like thirty nine thousand uh, pounds. Hmm. Um, so I don't know if anybody's taking them up on the offer. They're saying, "Hey, we'll do this," but I mean, according to the story, these guys are like they're they're in the war. Everybody's in the war. Everybody's yeah. taking part. The little man, anonymous. Every country's got an opinion. You talk about them being hilarious and sort of terrifying at the same time. Like there's a there's a video on the page of the story that I'm looking at, and it's got that you know we are we are anonymous. Yeah, the scary looking guy fox mask guy voice. speaking to the screen, and he's like, yeah. you know, this is a message to Vladimir Putin. You are doing this and you are doing that, and we have waged war on you. I love the the image of a Russian soldier in Ukraine hands his tank in. He gets checks his phone. He's got forty thousand dollars, and then he's just like, "Shit, now what do I do? Yeah, do I, do I go home?" With so I just, grand? I just hang, with, I just hang with you guys now. It's like, yeah, <laughs> the, the Ukraine did say any any Russian who gave up, they would offer you know amnesty and yeah, let them go. But like you said, I mean, your family's yeah. you know in your country, right? So and they're just you, kids. Like they've they've got parents and stuff at home, yeah. but they're just going to take forty grand and right. Yeah, effects. like forty grand is like a lot, but it's probably not enough to yeah. risk you know putin hunting you down later for someone to give me 40 grand to flush my life down the toilet i wouldn't do that but <laughs> no, in, yeah. in american you know 40 grand but yeah yeah surely probably the whole russian uh, military at least the ones in ukraine are on they'd be on media blackout i assume or something like that like they're shutting down everything like uh, facebook yeah. is shut down twitter is at least partially shut down any news that is not like state controlled media is is shut down right now. So mm. they're in complete control of information flow. Like almost two thousand people have been arrested for protesting the war. They are it's crazy. They're on it. All right, our final story before we get into our topic. Our friends, the Foo Fighters here. He, mm. I mean, doesn't everyone love the Foo Fighters? Is there anyone True. who doesn't I, like the Foo Fighters? Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard anyone speak ill of of Dave Grohl and the gang. Yeah. He's That's so likable. Uh, Dave Grohl and then the other guys who are in the band. <laughs> yeah. you got Dave, Dave Grohl, <laughs> Taylor Hawkins, and then the two other guys. Yeah, Taylor Hawkins and the other dude. The other guy that looks like he's just a dad <laughs> that sometimes plays guitar. I even read the article and I skipped over that. I was like, Dave Grohl, et cetera, and then went to the next yeah. guy. <laughs> the other guys. That's, that, I don't know. Actually, I, in a way, I would kind of like to be the other guys because at least you could go to Walmart and people wouldn't bother <laughs> you all the time. You know, you could go out to eat and people would be like, uh, excuse me, whatever that guy's name. Can I have your autograph, please? Yeah. If you're Dave Grohl, you can't do anything. <laughs> like I the really bassist of Nickelback has it perfect. He's rich and uh, he's rich, <laughs> um, but nobody knows who he is. So it's perfect. But surely the like endless self-loathing of being in Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything's a trade-off. You have to pay a price for everything. <laughs> well, the boys at Foo Fighters, you know, they've put out some of the most memorable music videos I think I've ever seen. Like, uh, uh, oh, what's the song called? Ready to Fly? Yeah, I'm not getting the, that name. The, right. Plane. Where um, they're on the plane and Dave Grohl plays like it's called Learn to Fly. That's it. Okay, Learn to Fly. So he's doing a yeah. uh, uh, an Eddie Murphy and he's playing like five parts in the music video. <laughs> um, and uh, and then Everlong. That's a great video too. Yeah. It's some kind of trippy mm. fever dream like horror movie kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, whatever thing going on. So anyway, they make good music videos and I guess they mm. decided they're so good at making music videos. They're going to make this <laughs> horror movie called studio six, six, six. Yeah. Um, actually 
And I sent you, I'm sorry, I sent you guys an old video, which I didn't realize until recently, but the movie is out right now. Yes. Oh, it's I just didn't know that, that it's only out in like 12 theaters. Yeah. Um, so you kind of have to, I don't know, not be tricky to see it. But anyway, these boys put together a horror film, a comedy horror film called Studio 666. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so hilarious because. I was reading this little interview and they're like talking about how it got made and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, we were talking about this idea and we thought it'd be funny. And, and uh, somebody's name came up and came up and they're like, oh, yeah, I know Lionel Richie. I bet he'd like to get in on this. And, <laughs> and then somebody else is like, uh, uh, hey, you know, Whitney Cummings is like my next door neighbor. Let's get her to come over <laughs> and do and it. And it's, it's all these. <laughs> and so all these people, all these famous people end up in the story, which yeah. makes sense. I mean, you know, Dave. Grohl's a gigantic, huge rock star. I'm sure he knows everybody, but it's yeah. just funny how you can get some dumb idea, but you know all these uh, people, and so you could just put together like a <laughs> star cast. To make yeah, your- like you're in that position where you can just do whatever, literally do whatever you want because you know all the people and you have all the money. So yeah. if you've got I, an idea, just do it. Yeah, I tell you, if you've got money, you can do anything. It's That's true. And you, you guys got stuck with us. Yeah. Dave Grohl, that's Whitney Cummins. You get Robin Lloyd. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to call myself Dave Grohl. I can't. Uh, the the uh, premise of the movie is that these guys are recording their 10th album. They go to this uh, house that turns out to be haunted. So think like um, uh, Evil Dead style. Like you go to this location, there, there's evil there. And Dave Grohl is possessed by whatever, this spirit, and he starts killing his own band members. Um, that sounds excellent to me. It's probably yeah, terrible. I didn't, I didn't know it was out. I, I saw the trailer for it quite a while back, and it's, yeah. it looks great. It's probably terrible yeah. and awful, like on a technical level. And and if you're a film critic, you'd have to say it's bad. But I bet I would love it. I reckon the production would be real good because yeah. they've got it, the it cash looks and good. the connections. Yeah. But um, in his interview, he talked it up a lot, right? He was like, oh, my God, it's the most amazing thing. It's going to blow your mind. And I was like, <laughs> all right, Dave. I don't think it's going to blow anyone's mind, but it'll be like, it'll be funny. Yeah. I'll enjoy watching it. Yeah, it's it is be what a it masterpiece is. of cinema. I remember hearing about it and I was like, oh, okay, Dave Grohl is making a movie. And I thought that's going to be really cool because I think he's super talented. He seems like he's that artsy, creative kind of guy that could make a really cool indie movie. And then I, I didn't realize until I read the link you sent that he and the band are in it as Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. And, and I was band. like, all right, it's going to be kind of goofy. It's- <laughs> uh, Definitely. Yeah, it just sounds like a fun movie. I'm ready for it. I'm down. Yeah, I, I like. I love that kind of stuff. It's weird that yeah. there are some things that are stupid that I hate and I can't stand it. And then there are some things that are stupid. I just love it. Like It's going to be the right, right level of stupid. Yeah. I guess just everything just has to be right for me. But like Napoleon Dynamite, I watched it not too long ago, and it's like it's so stupid, it's so stupid. Ooh, but it's, I, but it's a bit I of a love classic it. though. It is a bit of Rob, a classic. Rob, we have stupid sense of humor though. Like that's right that's up true. our alley. Hey, how do you guys? Just <laughs> side note, how do you guys feel about Hot Rod, the movie? Oh, I've never Hot seen Rod? it. I've never seen it. Oh, is it good? That like I know it's got Andy Samberg. I know it's got yeah. yeah it's, it's early Andy Samberg, and we have a we have a strong Andy Samberg. Uh, I don't know what's the word. Love, Love. affinity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a strong influence on our level of stupidity. I guess. I was I, listening I, to to one of your earlier episodes, and I can't remember the name of the movie, but you were talking about um, this movie in a sense that it was kind of like a B grade slasher with a really high level production, right? And you were talking about whether the director intended it as this kind of like 
cross genre parody oh, yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if if this Studio Six 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 is going to kind of be like that, where it's like a high production B grade horror. Definitely, kind of like plays on that a little bit. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly what it is. It's just you know just a fun garbage movie to watch. But it'll blow your mind. So Apparently I mean, it will blow I, your if, mind. Yeah. If I were the Foo Fighters, I would love to make that movie. How much fun oh, would that so. have to be? <laughs> Amazing. Like you're sitting around with your bandmates, you're like, okay, I'm Dave Grohl, so obviously I get to be, you know, star and, and I'm the murderer and I get to kill all of you. So let's think yeah. of awesome ways for me to kill you. I'm gonna hey, cut um, your head off with a symbol. I'm gonna you know, bite your head off. I'm gonna throw you off <laughs> They must all be like quite comfortable with him being the top dog, right? And they're just like riding the wave. You might as well just yeah. I, I also read somewhere separate to this that uh Taylor Hawkins went into the movie, just didn't read any of his lines, and most of his parts are ad-lib. That's awesome. I'll figure this out. <laughs> Hopefully he's better at it than Will Ferrell. Yeah. That's, now, I, I mean, I don't know how you feel about Mr. Ferrell, but his movies never never did it for me. And I think a lot of it is because he just makes stuff up. Yeah. He Hit and miss. There's a couple of classics like Anchorman uh, and some of those, but some of them are real stupid. Anchorman's pretty good to me. Uh, I like it. Uh, Talladega Nights makes me laugh, but it mm, is stupid. Yeah. Talladega Nights is good. Uh, everything else, probably, I wouldn't like too much. Yeah, I think it's just his. It's his sense of humor. I just. It's made a living on it. Oh, yeah. Good living. Yeah, I've got. I've got no advice for the man. Obviously, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Keep keep on. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's got a new movie coming out that's like a dramatic thriller where he's like being manipulated by his therapist and it's it sometimes a comedian can cross over like jim carrey robin williams and you yeah. immediately get sucked in but i was all i could mm. think was like you're just the guy from elf i can't yeah, take this seriously. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> i know will ferrell's done some dramatic roles he's good what was that really uh, really yeah uh he did the one where he was a character in a book yeah that's what i'm thinking of he's good uh and i can't remember what it's called but oh, he was the character you know in the book and uh the narrator was that speaking. was decent yeah uh I don't, I, I don't know. I don't remember anything about it. it. I don't know if it was even good, but I, I know I saw it. <laughs> so it must not have made much of an impression <laughs> on me, at least. Interesting idea oh, for a, a movie, though. All right, let's get into our yeah. – n- enough of this preamble. Let's get, into, <laughs> let's get into the topic of the day. We're talking about vending machines. Now, you may be listening to this and thinking to yourself, um, who cares? Guess what? <laughs> vending machines are both the future and vending machines are way older than you would ever have thought. I had no idea. I'm looking at this information here. Uh, it's it's and this is telling me that the first. I w- I would love to see a picture of this to know what it looked like. But it says the first what you could call a vending machine was from 1615, and it dispensed tobacco. Uh, some small brass machine. So I I don't know. You put a piece of. Put a an ear of corn in it and some tobacco yeah. comes out. I don't know how it works. <laughs> that's a, that blows my mind. 1615. That was, oh, that's Lordy. getting pretty close to not having a printing press. That's, that's way back. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, and then the story jumps to, uh, 1822, uh, when it became a tool of rebellion. So it says this English publisher named Richard Carlyle built a newspaper dispensing machine that allowed patrons to purchase banned works. So it oh, was that's like, dope. Oh, I, I actually, I imagine these things like being put in like secret parts of the city, almost like a speakeasy where you have to know and you have to know yeah, what to yeah. say and what to do. It's like, there's a vending machine hidden 
<laughs> and you can find the 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 <laughs> the pamphlets and the leaflets and all the books that Hell they won't let yeah. you read. You have to find this vending machine and put some money in it, and you can read it. It feels oh like God. a mini quest on like Assassin's Creed or something. Like you got to find all the vending machines. <laughs> yeah. in the vending machines. <laughs> so I I actually think I read of a vending machine from like ancient Greece. Oh, it was really? Like, hmm. It was like the, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know what? I think I skipped that. You're you are completely right. <laughs> yeah. You are completely right. It, a holy water machine. That yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I reckon we need a few more vending machines to dispense holy water now. Send a few people up and smoke. Yeah, nowadays they're called <laughs> uh TV preachers. And you send them whatever and they'll send you some blessed, they'll send you all you want. Do it anyway. We're talking about vending machines. We're not talking about preachers here. All right. So fast forward. At late 1800s. Okay, now this is when they're really starting to come into their own. So 1867, we have a fully automated vending machine that you can buy stamps from. That's wild. That's a long time ago. Yeah. For yeah. a fully That's automated Civil War, vending machine. Almost. So <laughs> Abraham Lincoln could have bought a stamp from a vending machine. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, get into the 1880s, and we've got machines that are... Uh, that you can buy envelopes, postcards, note, uh, note paper, stuff like that. It's all um, very like mail, mail related. Yeah, yeah. Back when people, yeah, back when people Send wrote letters. a lot of letters, and <laughs> back when you had quill pens and impeccable handwriting, and every letter, every letter from the from the most humble among us sounded like high poetry. You know, just yeah. a just a man out to war, a farmer. Probably never written anything in his life, but for some reason, living during that time, when you write a letter, it just sounds incredible. And then, uh, okay, we got one that gives out uh, Tutti Fruity Gum, which I haven't had in a very long time. Nice. That's in the late 1800s. We got some yeah. uh, gumball vending machines are introduced in 1907. We all, we've all seen those. If I, Those are the only vending machines I ever see, I think. <laughs> we don't even ones. have... We don't even have like when I was growing up, Coke machines were all over the place. Yeah, like the Coke, Coke specific vending machines, like in the picture on the article. Coke, Pepsi, yeah, uh, and then like the knockoff brands, Sam's Cola and stuff like that. Sam's Cola. Yeah. Oh, that's the man. Walmart brand of Coke. the knockoff. The popular <laughs> yeah. knockoff one here is La Ice. I don't know if Ooh. that's American as well. Oh, that sounds incredible. Nice. Yeah. No, what is that? Cool. Oh, no, it's it's sucks. terrible. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That sounds like sounds our Fago. Good. That's our Fago. Fago. <laughs> if any of you ever want to see something interesting, just type in Fago and ICP into your you know, Google machine and see what pops up. And okay. You'll get sucked into a whole world you didn't know existed. Incredible. Oh, man. I'll save that for later. <laughs> yeah, do that sometime. We might have to do a whole show about ICP. Those guys are incredible. Yeah, they're uh, they're interesting for sure. By the time oh, we get into the uh, early 1900s, all right, we'll get beverage machines, cigarette machines. And I, I remember cigarette machines growing up with the, the, like, the, the, like this bar that you pull out. It's a weird machine. I don't even know why. Yeah, I remember seeing those than every other yeah. machine. But um, those used to be all over the place when I was growing up. And obviously, we can't be having, you know, cigarette machines around anymore. You can't do that. <laughs> um <laughs> Specialty machines. All right. Here's what's interesting about vending machines to me. Because when I think of a vending machine, I think of a cigarette machine. I think of a Coke machine. Um, snacks. Yeah, snacks. snacks. Sun chips. Right. Uh, you know, maybe get a hot cup of coffee at a rest stop. I'm looking here at a list of 
vending machine that exists? Fish bait. <laughs> Why is that okay. the first one? <laughs> Fish bait <laughs> hey, vending machines. Yeah, that buy some minnows or I don't know, buy some worms or something out of a <laughs> vending machine. Online uh, internet time. I'm sure that's old, right? Yeah. It sounds, that sounds, that sounds like some like late nineties like net zero stuff buy or something. An, yeah, buy an AOL disc. <laughs> um, lottery tickets. Yes, I have actually. I do see those when I go to the grocery store. Lottery ticket machines, of course. Got to have those in South, you know, the South in Georgia. Yeah. We got to have our lottery ticket machine. <laughs> True. Books. Have you ever seen a, a vending machine that dispenses books? That's amazing. Uh, electronics such as iPads. I think we're getting into some stuff from other countries. That's what's interesting about vending machines too. They're so pedestrian here. But if you go to Japan, it's amazing. Oh, that's unbelievable. You can buy robots out of vending machines over there. You can yeah. buy, uh, <laughs> I don't know. You can, you can buy, do grocery stopping basically out of uh, vending machines. You can buy ties, clothes. You can buy probably a sex doll. I don't know. I mean, they sell all like, kinds they, of crazy you stuff. Literally buy whatever you want in yeah. Japan out of a vending machine. There are so many of them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I think yeah. if you put vending machines in cities that sold like ties and shirts, how many people either forget or when they go to the gym or spill something on their shirt, you make <laughs> a killing. You don't yeah, have yeah. to work without a shirt. Oh, shit. Oh, I, I mean, it makes sense. Vending yeah. machine. <laughs> I've spilled coffee on myself on the way to work before. Yeah. Uh, stop yeah. in, grab, I, a, grab a nice crispy white shirt. Yeah. Bam. Hot I, foods like French fries and pizza. Those vending machines exist. Life insurance. What? <laughs> this can't be <laughs> That sounds awesome. <laughs> Is this a troll website? They're saying you can buy life insurance out of a... Vending machine, condoms. Yeah, of course. That's that's when you go into yeah. the uh, into the bathroom. Well, here, yeah, around here you got some bathrooms store. with it. So yeah, I went. I think that's global. I went to my my now wife when she was in college. I went to visit her um, at her college, and they had a vending machine on the first floor of their dorm that had like everything that a college kid would need. So it was not just snacks, but there was like condoms, tampons, band aids, hairbrush. Anything that you you wake up hungover and you need to get to class, it's like Listerine toothbrush. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Idea. No yeah. Con- yeah, no was... condoms in that machine. In the no school. condoms in that as well. Yeah, it was it was always empty. <laughs> oh, it did. But yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> wow. But it's like those ones you see in like uh, bar toilets or casino toilets, where it's like yeah, condoms and breath mints, and then like pheromone to oh yeah <laughs> attract the ladies and oh that's right you get a little you, it's like it's like the magazines with the little sample inside like you could get a yeah. cologne like a piece of paper with a cologne on it and rub it on your neck so, oh man she likes yeah. me i know she likes me I gotta- <laughs> you've gone into the bathroom and you're like man there's just something not working tonight ah it's that vending machine pheromone i am now gonna kill it <laughs> oh i needed i needed some mountain spring cologne that was it <laughs> uh, oh they've got my brand excellent um well, you know, condoms are shameful, so we hide them in our bathrooms. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Over-the-counter drugs. Uh, yeah. That's fine. I don't know, like some aspirin. I mean, like I'm that. fine with all this stuff. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Marijuana now. Yeah. Uh, yeah for you. I oh, I'd actually, I read something about that, and maybe maybe I sent you this. I'm not sure. But um, apparently, people who frequent like uh, dispensaries, they like vending machines because uh, people who don't, like, I guess a lot of people go there and they have so many options. Like, oh, there are 58 types of weed and we have weed <laughs> yeah. in this and weed in that and weed in the other thing. And, like, people yeah. have questions because there's a lot to ask. Well, if I'm buying, if I'm buying like, a weed brownie or something, I have no experience with it. I do want to know exactly how much to eat and what it's going to do. So I get it. Yeah. 
But apparently, the people who go there a lot and know what they're doing, they they like the vending machine because they don't have to wait in line while somebody has all the questions answered. They can just go to the vending machine and get exactly <laughs> yeah, fair what they enough. want. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have sense. one near us. And when we went, it's kind of intense. They like push you in the door. It's like rushed. It's really well organized. And you're like, this is not hmm. a very chill place at all. You guys need to <laughs> dial it down. <laughs> you need to try some of your own product. We're making yeah. money. We got Smoke to go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, dispensaries are a foreign subject. We do not have that here. Mm. Is it not legal at all anywhere in Australia? Not at all. I think it's being talked about and maybe it is potentially legal for medicinal purposes only by prescription of East, like in Canberra, the capital, uh, but certainly not here and certainly not to the level you guys have it. It's yeah. a foreign concept, being able to walk in or being pushed in somewhere and told <laughs> yeah, well, which weed to buy. Yeah, well, it's funny because, um, I mean, people, of course, always have, and have smoked weed here for a long time, lots of people. Mm-hmm. So it was never like a secret, but it was illegal here and and really illegal. And then all of a sudden, uh, one or two states did it, and then bam, like yeah. like, like dominoes. It's it's legal all over the place, and, and now it's just totally accepted. It's not a problem. It was actually crazy. You can, you can tax it. And then put all of that money to use somewhere, right? Absolutely. The <laughs> yeah. tax money you'd get from that. For I remember crazy. I remember when Colorado first legalized it. Yeah. It was like a few months after, and they were like, We got so much money, we're gonna build a theme park. Yeah. Just one giant dispensary full of roller coasters. Oh yeah, I remember driving through Denver and just seeing uh, tons of dispensaries everywhere. I, I like the idea. You go to cannabis land, you sit in the you sit on the ride and it's like a giant pot leaf. Like this, the seat, the back of the seat is giant pot leaf, and you go through a tunnel, and then weed smoke blows in your face so much that you get high just going through the ride. But the roller coaster is really slow. It just yeah. like <laughs> it's like top, top of the curve, and there's a bunch of dope top people like, <laughs> and then at the end they give you snacks. It's like, what would you like? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a great chips. ride. I would be into that. Uh, I it's um, funny. One I I actually had the thought like. Maybe I'll buy some a couple of years ago. I was like, maybe I should get some vending machines. It's like that seems really easy, you know. They're probably expensive, but you buy them once and then yeah. you keep them stocked. And for some reason, my wife was so offended by that. She's like, no, <laughs> not buying vending machines. And I just dropped. You can't it. Like, sell your pheromone, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I, I, I just want some. I just buy some condom machines. What's the problem? <laughs> I came. I came really close to getting uh, one. My my old job, we had a um. In, in like the office space was like a nice lobby area. And for some reason I just looked into it and I was like, why couldn't I do this? And I contacted the owner of the building and he was like, yeah, if, if you want to do it, um, we'll figure out just like five or 10% of whatever you make. And then as I was looking into buying a second hand, cause you can buy them second hand for like not that expensive, like yeah. a couple grand and then right. you make mm. that money back. And then I got a new job and moved and it fell through. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely. I remember this as like, in school, when you first, I don't know, learning about the basics of economics or whatever, it's like if you buy two vending machines out of your pocket money and then you keep them stocked, you know, this is the costs and this is the profits and then you're making this much money. Right. And I was like, that that's the way. That's the way I'm going to sort this out. And you just never do it. But and what, now well, that what they don't teach you in school the, is that that's all priced in. So, like, yeah, people who sell vending machines or anything like that, they know that's what we're thinking mm. and so they make it really expensive well, I'm, I'm sure they're expensive to make there's you know but like second hand at a couple of grand yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah used yeah 
But that sounds like a lot still. I, I yeah. thought maybe you could get a secondhand vending no machine for like eight hundred bucks. Let me, let me eBay it. Uh, I feel like it's I feel like it's like almost like rental properties. Uh, I, I've thought about that before. Like, oh, rental property. That's maybe not easy. It's probably easy until it's not. Like you know, mm. you're just collecting rent checks, and then they call you and they're like, oh, the air stopped working. Oh, great. Well, I got to <laughs> fix that. And if you had one rental property, it probably is not that great. Because the instant you have to fix something, there's all mm. your rent money is gone. But if you had, I don't know, 10, 5, whatever, 6, 7, now you're probably, you're cooking because they can all pay for each other. Maybe right. vending machines are the same way. I've got a $500 vending machine on here on eBay. It's just missing. Well, the what are we doing? Just, Let's split it. <laughs> That's true. Now, is this like a $500 car, though, where like <laughs> you buy it and it works well, for two Well, I don't days? know. I'm not an expert on the vending machine market, but <laughs> hey, it looks like it'll hold some chips to me. It's like a vending machine. <laughs> Oh man, in Perth, I could buy a vending machine business for sale with high profit margins north of the city. Ooh, All right, guys, ooh. I'm just going to look into this. You guys, perfect. Just the get podcast. the whole business. There you go. That's perfect. That's mm. uh, 35 grand, though. That's not happening. <laughs> I did send you, I think I did send you this article too about, and it's just about these different people who have gotten into it. Yeah. Uh, people different. They're actually pretty interesting stories. Uh, of people who, you know, there's this one YouTuber. This one was weird. Let me find it. Uh, a, this YouTuber. I don't know. All right. Do you know what a skein is? S-K-E-I-N. Nope. I meant to look it up and I completely forgot. That's right. Here we go. Um, skein. S-K-E-I-N. Yeah. Is that is that just like a roll of yarn? I never would have guessed You know what that. I mean? Like on a tube? It sounds like a knife or something. <laughs> it says, yeah, it says, yeah. it sounds like yarn. an Israeli special forces uh, <laughs> combat weapon. Yeah, well, it, it has two definitions. Yarn. One is a length of thread or yarn. And a second is a flock of wild geese in flight. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, excellent. So they're either selling one of those or the other out of a vending machine. <laughs> Hopefully the geese. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, things Lord. like... I, th- I hear a story like that. All right, someone bought a vending machine. They're like, I like to make skeins of yarn, so I'm going to buy a vending machine and sell them. And I'm like, how could that ever work? But yeah, I guess yeah. it worked. Or they're lying. I mean, that's are. possible too. <laughs> but anyway, there are these stories. This other guy who's like, oh, this is a great spot. And, I, and he bought a vending machine, and he just puts like chips in it and monster energy drinks, and he like marks everything up 50%, and he finds deals. And like, I guess if you're the type of person who likes to – some people just love to find, like a yeah. friend of mine mm-hmm. used to love to go on Craigslist all the time. And she's like, oh, I found a chest of drawers for $22. You just have to go pick it up. And yeah. then they'll go pick it up and sand it and paint it. And they just love all that stuff. Oh, so if so you love effort. doing that and like, find, oh, oh my God, I can buy six yeah. crates of uh, barbecue pot- uh, potato chips for, you know, <laughs> 60% off. This okay. may be the, the job for you. I think but then a, you have to be looking. You have to be looking the whole all time. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I think um, in Seattle stick. there used to be like a mystery vending machine that was like just give you some random drink, whatever they decided to put in there. <laughs> I would oh. fall for that every time. It was I love, I love mysteries. They would just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like chef's choice. Yeah, at I love the, that kind of stuff. restaurant. Where like yeah. you'll eat what I cook for you. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like a loot box so risky. or something. Apparently, a vending machines are. Usually it's just a person who does it. It's not like hmm. big, they're not big. I mean, I'm sure there are, but it's not like big companies own all the vending machines. It's not like Clear Channel and radio where one company owns all the radio stations. This is usually a person who gets an idea in their head and they start buying machines. Hmm. Um, 
So it's uh, you know, it's for the little vending machines are for the little man. It was <laughs> like seventy percent of vending machines in the U.S. are owned by individuals, which is yeah. crazy. Hmm. And that'd be a lot of vending machines. Yeah, it's like billions of dollars industry, surely. This this uh, part right here says, uh, and at Oakland International Airport, the Uniqlo vending machine makes ten thousand dollars a month from uh, from down vests. That's Interesting. like like workwear, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, a, I guess so, a yeah. goose feather vest. So they are selling so geese. like a cold weather sense. vest, <laughs> a skein vest, <laughs> <laughs> made with skein, no doubt. <laughs> um, they sell for fifty bucks. I would never put that much money into a vending machine. <laughs> no, they fail. They fail yeah, all what the time. If, what if it tries to push? I, I'm glad you said that, and I want you to hang on to that. Now, before we get to the really expensive vending machine, uh-huh. all right, and we've already talked about some weird ones, but I do have this BuzzFeed article that's 24 vending machines you won't believe exist. A lot <laughs> of these the title, are from different co- – Yeah, I know. BuzzFeed, <laughs> um, I think they're a shameful company probably, but they know how to make some <laughs> clickbait titles. They are really good at it. Do people still, surely everyone knows what clickbait is now. Every time it's yeah, like, yeah. and you won't believe, yeah. and the fourth one will get you. It just makes me angry now. I don't we, click we, on them. We just did an episode where Rob started the whole time being angry about clickbait, and we've just got them all riled up again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would be really interesting, but it would take a while to set up, I think, but to do a whole episode where you just examine clickbait titles. No, I articles have to anything. break something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> News is like that a lot. I, I, uh, where you, the article, the headline will say something. Oh, I remember one specifically. Um, it was when all the the uh, Joe Rogan uh, Spotify stuff was going Ooh, on. So people, yeah. were, you know, uh, what's his face? Uh, Neil Young. Uh, Neil Young mm. was like, "I'm out of here." Joni Mitchell's like, "I'm out of here," and then a couple other people that you know, all respect, but nobody knows who they are, and they're like, "We're out of here." <laughs> um, yeah. And then I, I saw two or three articles. And the headline said something like, uh, Dave Grohl rumored to be thinking of leaving Spotify. And then when you read the article, it's just this uh, tw- this Twitter account, this some guy, just a guy, <laughs> and he just tweeted it out as a joke. That's and yet, and now it's reported in several, I saw it in several articles. It's reported in several oh, articles no. as news. Like, oh, this uh, is rumored to be possible. It's like, no, it's not. It's just some shit poster who <laughs> did it on Twitter. I think in our episode where I got angry, like, we talked about that, like the level of journalism uh, in like the last, even just five or 10 years, it's just like, woo, just yeah. falling off a cliff. I mean, anyone could be a journalist. Think about the news. I, I This isn't a specific example, but the news even before social media would be like a duck's trying to kill you come back after the break. <laughs> and then you'd come back after the break and they'd be like, no, no, no they're not. of yeah. course not. It's crazy. Is your water slowly killing you? Yeah. News at 11. Like that old classic, uh, small net, you know, uh, channel five news, whatever thing. And they tell you some awful yeah. thing. And then, and like you said, you, you listen to the actual story. It's like, nah, it's, you're good. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it. Thanks for watching right. the whole show to find out. Yeah. <laughs> All you, right. You now, literally did that at the beginning of this episode. I'm not going to tell you how we got here. I'm going to tell you at the end of the episode. Oh, I'm the part of the problem. And yet, I feel like, uh, well, yeah, I have to, I have to uh, meditate on that a little bit. I don't want to think about that. Get back to me. All right, BuzzFeed number one: live crab, China. Ugh. A lot of these are from other countries, as you can imagine. The the exotic vending machines. You can buy live crab at this seaport in China. It's amazing. Remember, does it come out? 
Does it just does it just kick it down into the bottom tray and it's in it's there hard like, to tell exactly. No, I'm looking at, at it. It almost looks like it. It looks like it's in a can, like a giant, like a like a canned ham. Yeah. It, it's hard to tell <laughs> from this picture. Oh, it how says it keeps works. them cold, so they're in hibernation. So maybe they just plonk out. Yeah, it's very <laughs> slowly receive, crawl. Maybe the res- door just opens and it, eventually one will crawl out. And you have to grab yeah. it and shut the door if, back. If you receive a dead <laughs> crab from the vending machine, the company will compensate you with three live crabs. <laughs> Oof, that's a deal. <laughs> Did you make Which that you up? Actually you read that? that is not that's made from up. the article. <laughs> that's from the article. Yes, that's excellent. That's well, why that's just good business money practice, and I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, you have to have a guarantee like that. Yeah. All right, number two, uh, caviar from a vending machine in Los Angeles. Uh, 500 bucks, my friend, for an ounce of uh, roe. If, uh, but if that, I'm going to get half the joy of eating caviar is sitting in a nice restaurant with some like ambiance and candles and a nice date, not getting it on yeah. the street at a vending machine. Exactly. What if that, you were that is super counter. Rich? That's counter to everything about eating caviar. Yeah. Like you just walk around. Let me just grab a, what is, what's it come in? A can? Like, let me just grab a little, oh, like a like ice cream. Like you get a little cup full of caviar. <laughs> a little plastic <laughs> spoon. <laughs> yeah, it's like stopping for ice cream, except you're stopping for caviar. That's that's a rich Gross. man's ice cream, I guess. Oh, number, man. Uh, number three, the lettuce vending machine in Japan. And what's interesting about this, actually the machine looks awesome, but what's interesting about this First of all, the machine costs ninety thousand dollars. Woo! That's what you need to buy to get into this vending machine game. Oh, that looks dope. But apparently, this thing grows the lettuce in the machine, and then you know people. That's buy crazy. It somehow, I, I actually I stopped at this one when I was reading the list because it, it it made me angry initially because I was like, I get it, right? I get French fries, pizza, mashed potato, crabs, like they're, they're all kind of like comfort foods yeah. and then i saw lettuce and i was like who's getting lettuce out of a vending machine <laughs> but, but like you say it grows the lettuce and their target audience is honestly restaurants that can have fresh grown produce in their kitchen which i think right. is an amazing idea oh yeah i guess that's interesting i was gonna say it kind of makes sense to me just like because i i never buy lettuce because i you, the only way you can get it around here is like a huge amount but if i just wanted like just enough to make like one sandwich or something that'd be nice go to the vending oh, machine can it buy. do that yeah i don't know I don't know how much that you would, get. Because that would be great. Because, we, yeah, we do the same thing. We buy like a head of lettuce here and then you, you know, use a little bit to make a sandwich or a salad. And then it's a bunch of lettuce that just sits in the fridge until it goes yeah, gross. It goes bad every time. <laughs> Food is so sad because I like to keep carrots around, celery around, stuff like that. Uh, I like to cook. But the problem mm. is I'm not uh, – I just don't cook that much. So like if I buy stuff like that, it just rots because nobody mm-hmm. else uses it but me. <laughs> I'm not crapping on everybody else. It's just, <laughs> you know, so it's hard to keep that stuff around. And then when you need it, you're like, oh, I got to go to the store. All right, number four, pizza vending machine in Europe. That one's, you know, pretty straightforward. Pizza. Yeah, that sounds dope. But a machine like- that you put some money in and it cooks your pizza and pops it out, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you say you say straightforward. I thought this one was one of the coolest ones because like, yeah. it's got to do so many things and it's enormous. Yeah. It's probably a real shit pizza, though. It'd be, it'd be really interesting to see like a, a teardown of it. See how yeah. it works on the inside. That'd be yeah, how it's made. Yeah. It's just a couple of little Italian dudes behind those three panels. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just, uh, it's, it's not a machine at all. It's just a, it's a wall. And they're yeah, guys back there cooking the pizza. <laughs> you get a 10 and a half inch fresh pizza 24 hours a day for six bucks. In three minutes. That's crazy. That's dope. Number five, a banana vending machine in Japan. Sounds perfect right, for me. Cool. Yeah. 
Buy some bananas. Cool. Two two banger vending machines back to back. That's at a train station. It also has a picture of a pineapple on the vending machine. <laughs> yeah. Like why? Oh, Clickbait, Rob. Oh, crap. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> write him an email about that. Number six, mashed potatoes vending machine. This one I love. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite one. This is like, and I think it's, yeah, at a 7-Eleven in Singapore, you can, it costs $1 and you get a cup of hot mashed potatoes with a vat of gravy. Ooh. I imagine it comes out like soft serve mashed potato, and then like at, a, at American at American movie theaters when you get like the butter pump, it's like a pump yes. of gravy. Yeah, there oh. we go. Oh Sounds my god! Amazing. So, so it must be just like a snack. Like it's like when you go in a if you go in a convenience store here, you can get some nachos, get a hot dog, a donut, something like that. Go to Singapore, get yourself a nice cup of mashed potatoes. I like to, I like to imagine that you literally get like a drink cup and you just put a straw in there and drink and it, just slurp it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I don't like to imagine that. <laughs> I like I mashed potatoes, but I don't know about all that. Uh, number seven, French fries vending machine. Now that's cool. Great idea. Hot fresh fries. Pretty as long as they're fresh cooked, because they get they get soggy and awful quick. It says fresh on the front loads. So this says when an order comes in, the robot genius who lives inside will flash fry them for two minutes and season Ooh. them before serving. So you have to wait two minutes, but you get fresh, you know, yeah. cooked French fries. That's, that's worth the wait. Sounds like a winner. Good. Number eight, beer and sake vending machine in Japan. Mm. Big fan. Number Shoot. nine, eggs, milk, and cheese in Germany. <laughs> that's pretty you know, Weird. pedestrian, but I guess it's convenient. It's very German. It's because it's like the most efficient. What do you need every day? How can we give it Sus- to you in the quickest possible sausages, way? Sausages, eggs, milk, and cheese. What a day. And you know what? It, probably none of it is refrigerated. Do they even refrigerate yeah. uh, things in, in Germany? Eggs? <laughs> I, would, I would assume. Eggs are just sitting around. Well, I actually have a, uh, a little tidbit on that because in Australia, we don't refrigerate eggs like in the U.S. Hmm. And it's because in the U.S., the eggs are cleaned before they're put in grocery stores. And it cleans right. off like the, the bacterial layer from the chicken. So yeah. they become vulnerable. Whereas in Australia, they're not clean and they can survive for ages. We do put eggs in the fridge. But they're yeah. also on the shelf. Yeah, in a fridge section. No, no, no. If you go to Woolies, there's eggs on a... I go there every week, Lloyd. I Uh-oh. worked there for two years. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Mic drop. We'll take this up at a different time. <laughs> Look, I just got to fly down there and see for myself and find out. Yeah, if, no. if you could, actually. I'll send That's you a photo you when re- I go there today. That was an issue last night because uh, my um, wife bought some eggs and then for some reason they like, we, I guess they were just, we couldn't, it's like when you block something out, you just can't see it. It's right in front of your face. So we bought some eggs and then left them out on the counter all night. And this morning we're like, well, uh, should we throw them away? Are they good? And we're like, well, some places they don't even put eggs in a refrigerator. So I went, really? I look, what you just said is exactly what I Saw because I looked. I looked at. It, was like, was it going to kill me or not? And <laughs> what you said is exactly right. Since we wash our eggs, you wash off that protective coating. Mm-hmm. But in a place where you don't wash the eggs first, it it's uh, it's safer to keep it unrefrigerated. So, well, all right, go. number Did ten, egg vending machine in Japan. <laughs> speaking of eggs, continuing with the theme. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to blaze through some of these because a bunch. Uh, yeah. Hot bread vending machine in Germany. Strongly Sprinkles on Sprinkles cupcakes in the United States. It's cool, I guess. Seems like a lot of work to keep a cupcake machine yeah. good, right? 
like all these are going to be a lot of work. A baguette <laughs> machine in Paris makes sense. Burger <laughs> machine in Moscow. Burgers makes sense to me. I don't Rice vending machine one. in Japan. No vending machines from Russia. Get rid of that. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Cut that out. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> bleep. From bleep. Hot dog vending machine in the United States. Love hot dogs. Draft beer in Ooh. Japan. Wonderful. Mm. Hot menu vending machine in Japan. So you get yourself some, I don't know, some fries. Some looks like some. Yeah, it looks like some. Maybe some chicken wings. Just, some, just some, a bunch of. Candies. It's all orange. It's all deep fried stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's you're right. It's everything on that menu is the same color. Fried, <laughs> deep fried brown. Oh, if you can read it, it says hot menu, and then underneath it says casual frozen foods. Yes, uh, and fried chicken, squid balls, and fish fillet. Ooh. Pecan pie vending machine in Texas. I love that one. Big fan. Yeah, good. It says buy your pecans after hours. Ooh. <laughs> Is that like adults only pecan pie? <laughs> <laughs> you have to go through the, the curtain, go in the room. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, vending machine restaurant in Netherlands. It's an entire restaurant. It's kind of like the old, uh, they used to have automats in uh, New York, which weren't really vending machines, but you just like walk up. That's what this is called out. when you read about it. A chain oh, automat yeah. that dispenses through a vending machine. Croquettes, stuff with veal or beef, everything at this restaurant costs less than 10 bucks. So, you know. Nice. Pretty cool. Uh, we got uh, just uh, all right. Number twenty-one. We got just a few That's more canned bread. <laughs> like why? <laughs> why there were other vending machines that did normal bread. Why, why <sighs> sitting in a can? Well, you know you can get like canned cheeseburgers too. I think they're German or something uh, like that. What? Look it up. It's fascinating. I would like. I would definitely buy this, but then I would hate it. <laughs> canned bread. <laughs> yeah. Weird. I, I'm just letting that one soak in a little bit. Why would you want canned bread? And what is the texture of canned bread? Oh, I think it's. I think it might just be the name of it, because like in Japan, sometimes they have different names. Like I think they call sandwiches just like sand. It says flavors include chocolate chip, coffee, and fruit. So it's probably like banana bread or something. I bet. I mean, it's still kind of weird. Maybe it's more like a dessert, almost like a cake. Yeah, flavored bread, like a cake. I don't know. Uh, Number twenty-two, ice cream vending machine in the United States. Yes, lobster in Las Vegas. Fancy. Yeah. Why isn't lobster number twenty four? That's the that's the ultimate. Yeah. Number twenty three is another automat. It's oh, a yeah, restaurant. Who cares about that? Number twenty three <laughs> is the good one. The penultimate oh, is the best. It's and it's I didn't read it before. It's like one of those machines where you have to literally pick up your own lobster. This is excellent. Yes. It's, it's the a claw, claw machine, machine from Toy Story. Exactly. If you go to a bowling alley and you see the thing with all the toys in it, you put a quarter in and then you try to pick it up and it falls out of the claw. That's exactly what this looks like. You catch them, we cook them. That's what it says. (laughs) The lobster zone. Yeah, you're paying two bucks. And then if you win, you get a full lobster, which I don't know what it is in the States. Be worth like 30 bucks or something. Does that mean there's a chance you pick up a lobster and it just like slips out, splashes back in the water again? Definitely. I'm sure, yes. Yes. Like majority of the time. That's exactly what it says. Like you said, you put in two bucks and it says you, quote, try your luck for dinner. So if you actually get a lobster, they'll cook it for you for free, but you have to get the lobster out. (laughs) So these these lobsters... lobsters. They spend oh. their lives being partially abducted every now and again, just like float up <laughs> and back yeah, down. Yeah, uh, lobsters, lobster, man. It, suck, it does suck for lobsters. They got it bad. I mean, and, and you cook them <laughs> when they're alive. You throw them in the boiling pot. It's yeah, rough. It's fucking horrible. Stop, stop being so delicious. I'm, <laughs> word. Yeah, word. Um, this is a great date flex. I'm imagining a couple on their first <laughs> date, and the guy's like, hey, you want a lobster? And he's like, <laughs> uh, you know, tries to win a lobster for his lady to, to impress it's her on a date. 
yeah, fails at the claw, ends up going to the canned bread machine. <laughs> yeah, it's like the true. consolation prize. Here's some mango <laughs> canned bread. All right, let's get all right. Let let's get to the future. Okay, Ooh. we've seen the history of vending machines. We've seen the the bizarre and interesting vending machines that exist in the world today, all over the world. And now we're going to travel to the future with the world's first NFT vending machine in New York. Uh, in New York, Manhattan. This is what got me down the whole rabbit hole, this article. This is from The Guardian. And the headline says, what did I just buy? I tried (laughs) to use the New York's first NFT vending machine. You guys probably wouldn't know this necessarily, but Kevin and I uh, sort of crap on NFTs on a regular, (laughs) probably every single episode. I'm sure we say something about them. I listened, and uh, at least I am strongly on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole, the whole, the whole, the Bitcoin, the blockchain, the NFTs, and all the crypto. I, I, I don't know. I can't. Yeah. What is your impression of all of that? Uh, you're, do you, uh, what do you think about it? Total bullshit. Yeah. I just wish I'd. I just wish I'd bought in when it started. <laughs> Me and you both. 2011. Mm. Just buy as many bitcoins uh, yeah. as I could have. I haven't read as much as it sounds like you guys have read. Uh, I haven't put in the effort to try and understand it, but I know for a fact that I think NFTs are real stupid. Crypto and Bitcoin, maybe. NFTs can, nah. NFTs are objectively stupid. Not to say that there are zero interesting NFTs. I was listening to some guys last night, okay? I I follow a couple people on Twitter who are Mm. into NFTs. So they had a space open. And I popped in there and they were just, you know, they were just talking about stuff. And Every single person in there had a stupid picture as their uh, profile. Assume, assumedly an NFT that they bought yeah. and did not steal. Um, <laughs> but if you just do a little, like, research NFTs for five seconds, it's like they, every one of them feels like a total scam. So, yeah. you, first of all, they all look terrible. All of them <laughs> look terrible. Maybe there's one project that looks cool. Maybe CryptoPunks was cool because, like, it was the first one. These pixelated, weird, like this art project. Oh, we've got a limited supply of these things, and you can have one for this much. It was like one of the first, if not the first, NFT collection. That's kind of cool if you're the first. But now we've got penguins. We've got cats. We've got a different kind of cat and some lions (laughs) and robots and aliens. And it's all the same thing. So they'll take all these assets. Oh, I've got three different noses. I've got ten different hats, six different types of earrings you can wear, uh, oh, you could have a double chin, or you could have, uh, you know, or you could have a, a, a nose ring, or what? You know, they have all these assets, and they're like, oh, there's only going to be 5,500 of these things, and they'll have an AI just put all this stuff together like paper dolls. So you mix and match, and mint all these NFTs, and people are paying so much money for these things. It's like, why? Why are they doing it in the hope that for some reason one of them will become rare or worth something? somehow and then they'll be able to sell it like yeah, but by really definition they can't become rare right because they, because they're yeah. infinite well, e- no, even, that particular even, one yeah but that particular one is infinite because you can get infinite identical copies you just you all you own is a piece of uh code on a blockchain that says you own it that's it right yeah, yeah. and it's even it's even it's even ambiguous what you actually own right i guess what you own is is is, is code like a line of code. Yeah. Um, uh, these things are being argued in court. I, God forbid, 
I couldn't imagine the poor judge having to listen to someone explain it. We were we talked about this in the last episode. Uh, I think the last episode where some guy was in mm. court and he had his NFT stolen from OpenSea, and he's and he's trying to explain. Look, it's rare. Number one, I guess they all have a rarity score. He's like, look, Justin Bieber paid this amount for his. I've got the same kind, but mine is like this rare, and his is that rare. So my that mine is worth more than his. And I'm imagining a, a just a normal person trying to absorb. So it's like, what do you own exactly? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> and why? And who? <laughs> I, I can't. Now, if you're speculating, you know, you're just trying to make money on this stuff. I guess I get that. But one of the people in the space last night literally said uh, people buy them because they're bored. It's like, <laughs> And I think a lot of it is just the community because every one of these NFT projects is a, is a community. Uh-huh. So not only is it... Um, not only is it that you're buying these, you know, pieces of artwork, but you are you become part of this however many people in the community and they all have one and they, you know, I guess they're all friends and they talk and hang out and stuff, but I guess that's what you're buying into in addition to just the artwork. But I don't get it. I do mm-hmm. not. Get it. I saw uh, early on someone used the analogy it's like when kids play Call of Duty and they pay a couple bucks to get a gold gun or they pay a couple bucks for a, a new skin. It's like right. that was a really early example of an NFT. And I was like, that makes total sense to me because you're buying something online as to like be unique, to be cool. And for a couple bucks, sure, I can understand that methodology. But then for it to blow up into like, like you said, speculation and investment and this crazy amount of money is, is stupid. I, and that I don't understand. How are you going to like resell your board ape for anything know. even yeah. resembling what you paid for it? And so this article is like a vending machine with just, you know, physical NFTs of colors, like <laughs> yeah, this you can buy two things. It looks like you can buy two things from this vending machine. You can buy a. a <laughs> this is this is surreal. I'm in a I'm asleep right now. You can buy, and it's in quotations. You can buy a color for five dollars and ninety nine cents, or a quote party pigeon for four hundred twenty dollars sixty nine cents. What is that? So this guy from the Guardian. You know, bought one of these from a for a, for the story. He's like, I don't think my boss is going to let me pay 420 bucks for a quote party pigeon, so I'll stick with the color. Um, so there's a picture of what he bought right there. You put the money in this machine. You get a little box. It looks like it ha- should have cigarettes in it, and you get a QR code. You scan this thing with your phone, and you put in some information. Hey, this is probably maybe this is a great way to build an email list. I don't know. <laughs> but you scan this thing with your phone, you go to a website, you put in a little information, and it mints your NFT, you know, based on whatever, your code, the QR code. What's funny is, <laughs> so this guy tries this machine. He puts the money in. You know how vending machines do. It messes up. He's shaking <laughs> the so machine, good. smacking it, trying to get his color out that he paid for. It wouldn't come out. Uh and so he puts another he put he pays for it again to get the one behind it to push the first one out. So <laughs> the first one falls out, but then the second one is still stuck, so he's out, whatever. So anyway, he buys two, he gets one. So he scans <laughs> it with his phone, he goes to the website. Um, and then he said when he minted it, uh, you have to enter this 12-digit sequence on a slip of paper. It mints your NFT. And he said when he did it, he just got a blank square. So it didn't even work. <laughs> Oh damn! And he's oh, talking wow. to the guy who owns the machines, and he's like, "Hey, he's all right." His quote is, "That's embarrassing. Sounds like you might have got a misprint." Um, 
Yeah. Hey, he, and uh, the reporter said, hey, maybe since it's a flaw, my NFT will be more desirable. And the guy's like, yeah, hey, maybe future generations will look upon your error in the same way they look to whatever that word is, errors with joy. So whatever. I, is it supposed to be worth more money because it's a mistake? It didn't work. The guy got ripped <laughs> off, and then he got ripped off, and then he got ripped off. So you can... These, I, I really hope these things just pop up all over the place and people are buying colors and buying <sighs> penguins and buying... <laughs> I just I need color! A color! <laughs> a color. Not, you don't even own it. Oh, it's done. But I love... Um, I love. I really resonated with the tone of this article because obviously the guy <laughs> writing it thought so it was condescending. You're so right about that. The tone is pitch perfect. It's so good. And he makes the founder of this neon company sound like an idiot. And I love that. Oh, that line when he's like, oh, my ex took my kettles. And just like you can boil water in a frying pan, you can buy NFTs with that crypto. And I was like, you can, but you shouldn't. Yeah, maybe get a kettle or some real money. Oh, oh there's, a, there's, a great, there's a great line in here that I want to read if I can find it. Uh, oh, here it is. Okay. I didn't think my editor editor would be thrilled with the pigeon, so I bought the color. This turns out, it turns out, meant a piece of paper inside the carton with a randomly generated code that, al- that would allow me to quote mint an NFT, claiming ownership over one of 10,000 colors. As we said, how it could be worth anything when you get 10,000 of them? I don't know. Bermholtz tried to clarify. It's that uh, it's impossible to own a co- Now, this is the guy who owns the machine. This is what mm-hmm. he's saying. It's impossible to own a color. What you own is a ledger on the Solana blockchain that represents that particular color. And we allow people to collect these colors to trade them and to sell them. And I had to stop when I got to that line. I just had to let it I just had to let it <laughs> wash like, over you. Swim around vomit my in, brain. Vomit in bit. the trash can and then get back to <laughs> it's it. It's like I just have to own more things. Oh. Yeah. But then way down the bottom of the article, uh, he's trying to explain it. And he's like, uh, this is his quote as well. Like People having fun, collecting things, showing off their taste, flexing and connecting with other people online. That's awesome. Makes me happy. I get up every morning excited to talk to artists who want to sell on Neon. Yeah. And then the author's just like, I wasn't sure who I could flex to, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he said he stood on the street like, for like half an hour. No one gave a shit. No one came. <laughs> that, that's a big part of the NFT, I guess, is the flex. You know, it's like, oh, I spent... I just got a million five to spend on some stupid thing. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, ooh, I have my thing and uh, you can't have it. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, if there were two guys and one had a collectible NFT color piece of paper, another guy had like uh, a 69 Mustang that was really well done up collectible classic car, I would not talk to the other guy at all. I would want to go and see the proper collectible thing that's actually really cool and everyone has an interest in like... If you buy a color from a vending machine, that's an anti-flex. You flexed, <laughs> you flexed against yourself because yeah. if you if you told you couldn't tell anybody that story, you'd be embarrassed. Like, oh, what did you buy? How much was it? <laughs> what did you get? But you they, paid for that. But they're all they're all they're all flexing to each other on on the neon platform. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, son, I got I got fuchsia. You can't find that anywhere. That's it. There's only like two fuchsias. I got hex number. I uh, got chartreuse. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you oh, see at, at the end of the article that this guy has closed a round of funding for this company oh for three million three bucks. million dollars Hell yes yeah. wow. yes and one more thing i like um oh this was so great too this is the guy talking as well the owner he says um you're buying it to show it off 
the co-founder told me, adding, we make no promise of future value. I would never <laughs> sell something to someone as, oh, this is a great investment. <laughs> I think you should buy something if you like it and you connect with it. Sure, like, buddy. Oh, I'm connecting with your... Fuchsia. Uh, your oh, part, with your party pigeon. So it's like, I, I think it's like you said, who, it was a Lloyd said, like people are buying it because they're bored. They've got nothing else to do. Like just go outside for a little bit. I, I think that's a huge, <laughs> and, and it made me, that'd be interesting to talk about too, is just like the amount of things that we do because we're bored. I mean, what do you really have to do in this life? Eat, sleep, uh, you know, get married, procreate. You're, but boredom, the, the things that drive, I mean, if you've, if you've just got tons of money and you've got life figured out, like, you got all this money sitting around. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Buy an NFT. Buy a '69 Mustang. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Buy an NFT. Buy a six grand guitar. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Buy oh, a buy Rolling buy the Rolling Stones you know, guitar. Yeah. I can't imagine Real just things. having enough money. To uh, some artwork you can hang on the wall. I think cool. just like probably alienating all of the Gen Z listeners. I don't know. <laughs> well, listen. I always invite. If you're li- don't hey if you're into NFTs don't take offense just tell me in the comments why we're wrong I would love that mm. just tell me how we're wrong I get the community aspect I get supporting an artist that you like by I I sort of get that part like well, like okay the guy who drew Earthworm Jim makes M- NFTs and it's like if you like his artwork and you want to support him one way you could do that is buy his NFT I get that um, but. Uh, Overpaying for uh, garbage just to be part of a community, I don't, I don't get, I don't get. Agreed. That. Oh man. But it's you know, very, maybe. Well, I think the big thing too is like I'm no expert on this stuff. You'd have to look it up yourself. But I mean, all this technology could be used to do different things than just like you know, minting a color or whatever. You well, could use the blockchain technology. The future of it stuff. is games. I think. I, I don't know. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I don't like yeah, any of this no, shit. You can, I think you it's can use it now. It's great for games, I think, because yeah. people buy things in games anyway. So, you know, if you want to, if you play a game, you're like, oh, I bought this special gun that, that shoots rainbows <laughs> and you bought it as an NFT. Well, then actually you own it. It's actually apart from the game, you own it. You could maybe take it to another game or sell it to somebody else. I could kind of get that as an item in a game. But, but if someone uh, sees your rainbow shooting gun and codes, another rainbow shooting gun that looks exactly the same. Do you have grounds to tell them to? To kill to them, not? I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you own an NFT for someone's, someone's created rainbow gun, but if someone else creates a rainbow gun that looks exactly the same, uh, but it's someone else's created it, like no, they can make their own war. NFT. Yeah. I'm He's sure. got the best community. Let's fight. I'm sure there's <laughs> some copyright something. Yeah. Oh, fellas. I think that's going to do it. Excellent. Oh, well, listen, thank you guys so much for being on the show. It was a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yes, indeed. We had a blast. That was awesome. Listen, if people are listening to this show and they can't enjoy a show as fun as this, because if we're having this much fun, if you can't enjoy this, just stop listening to podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Go, go buy some NFTs or something. Yeah. Go, me- go. Go, <laughs> go meditate. Go do something yeah. boring. Stop listening to podcasts. This is fun. Go buy yourself a bored ape. <laughs> a bored ape. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. Thank you again for listening. Listen, uh, YouTube, go on there. Too Much Coffee Podcast. Subscribe, like, and if we're so wrong about NFTs and it's just driving you nuts, just tell me why in the comments. I'll read it. I'll listen. I've got an open mind. Uh, you know, I don't hate you because you like NFTs. And listen, while you're at it, jump on Spotify. Do you guys uh, prefer uh, one place or another for people to listen to your show? 
I reckon you, we're Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever you we, whatever, we whatever just, you're into. Yeah, we've just directed people to Spotify. Just I think it's easier to pick one. Perfect. So go to Spotify and check out the Unintelligent Podcast immediately. Um, <laughs> and thank you guys again. Yeah. <laughs> we're tracking your IPs. We will find you. That's right. <laughs> Anonymous will. Yeah, we're from Anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> You can't say that. This is not a game. Listen to <laughs> You have been warned. Oh, Lordy. Thank you for hanging out with us for another episode of Too Much Coffee. Listen, it only takes a second. You can help the show enormously if you like, subscribe, leave a comment, follow, and rate. And uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at TMC Brewing. See you next time.